Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is your truly TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. And I have a special guest with me here on the State of the Saints podcast. I have six-time Pro Bowler, four-time first-team All-Pro, Super Bowl champion, Jari Evans. What's going on, Jari? What's up, man? How you doing? Who that, baby? Hey, who that all day. I appreciate (laughs) you for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. Uh, just want to talk to you about the team, man. And also, man, just, you know, talk a little bit about, about you, man. How, how's retirement? That's that's my first question. How's retirement for for the first uh, four-time first-team All-Pro? <laughs> it's, go, it's going well. Um, just just back here in the state of Pennsylvania, um, spending time with family and friends and, you know, just just doing some things I, I wasn't able to do during my career, riding some some dirt bikes and four-wheelers, getting my extreme <laughs> sports on out here. But uh, but all good, man, getting a lot of golfing in and, and looking forward to this upcoming season for sure. Um, I mean, I had I had Jemaine Bush ride on the show a couple of uh, days ago, and yeah. he talked about golf, man. I mean, what, what, is it, <laughs> what is it about golf? I mean, he was uh, he was golfing, and now you're talking about your golfing. What 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 is it about golf? Uh, you know that everybody you know seems to love. You know, yeah, what, what, yeah. What is it to I, you? I was just actually in Virginia playing in his tournament. You know, I think because it's uh, it's so tough, man. It's a hard, hard game to play. It's one of the hardest. Obviously, games to actually play well, right. but um, it, it's the, it's the ability to get out, um, being outside, right. being in the elements, and and just just competing. Um, yeah. you know, having a conversation on a golf course, meeting people, and, and talking about other things, uh, about life or business and stuff like that. But right. I think just just the toughness of the game, and it, it's one of those sports where it's all you, so you can't you ain't got nobody to blame but yourself. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tried to play uh golf before you know i go to like one of those driving ranges man, yeah it, it is just so tough to play you know like yeah. just just to, i mean just to hit the ball and you know what i'm saying with accuracy i mean precision like i i, I, I couldn't do it man <laughs> it, it was it was tough it was tough uh but yeah uh, once again like thank you very much for being a part of the podcast and uh you know just to talk a little bit about you know football i mean we're back man nfl is back i mean it took a while uh, no preseason games, but we're about to have our first regular season game on tomorrow. Uh, when times start, you know, um, picking up with the NFL, do you uh, miss the NFL, miss playing and miss competing? <laughs> yeah, man. You know, I always miss putting these hands on somebody and just dominating <laughs> another <laughs> another defense alignment. But, uh, but yeah, you, you miss the locker room. You miss the games. You, you, you miss the um, – you know, being on TV, performing, and um, and, and most importantly, you, you miss winning. Um, yeah. And, uh, you know, being playing football for 20 years, um, something that, you know, you just wake up every morning getting ready to do. You know, my body feels great right now not playing, but yeah. but those things you, you, you miss a lot. Yeah. I mean, we, we definitely miss you out there on the field, man. I mean, dominating. And I, there was some of the best times for me as a Saints fan, watching you do your thing, you know, yeah, in man. the trenches, man. No doubt about that. Uh, sure, but thank I, you. Yeah, but I want to go back to uh, you being drafted by New Orleans Saints in 2006. <laughs> now, you know, me, I was born and raised in New Orleans. I mean, it was a year removed from Hurricane Katrina. Mm-hmm. I mean, what were your thoughts? I mean, being drafted by New Orleans Saints, uh, knowing that the city of New Orleans was dealing with what they were dealing with, uh, what, what was going through the mind of a young Jerry Evans? Yeah, I remember, uh, you know, I drove down there from Philadelphia um so uh, you know i got a, I drove in and, and kind of really saw everything firsthand um uh, my family's from from georgia but not really being down the south majority of my my life uh just just to see the things that 
people in that area go through as far as hurricanes and, and devastation and and how sometimes the mentality is a year-to-year mentality uh with a lot of folks and um i just remember going to <clears throat> going to otas and getting acclimated to the heat uh, that was that was that was huge <laughs> for me <laughs> coming from the poconos playing in, in cold state um <clears throat> and um and then going to Jackson, Mississippi, and, right. and I, having one of the longest training camps I think in NFL history for any player, right. six weeks down there, and, and then once again the heat, and then coming back to the dome and, and understanding, um, you know that we needed to win now. We need to win right. for 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 us as players. We wanted to win, but for the community, we need to win. You know, we need to uplift everybody's spirits and understanding that you know they went through some very hard times, and, and we did that. And um, right. I think people forget that 06 season, man. We were half away from the Super Bowl. So, yeah. you know, we just built on that. Coaches understood it. The staff, I think upper management understood the type of players that we had. And, and we just added things to the team to uh, get us over that hump. And luckily, four years later, we were able to do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, but that, that's one game that always sticks in the mind of a uh, New Orleans Saints fan. And that is the first game back in the Superdome. Uh, before we move on to talk about that Super Bowl, can you take us back to that to that game? You know, Monday Night Football against the Atlanta Falcons, and just uh, you know the, the crowd, and, and you know, just just take us back to that moment for you. Yeah, it, it was electrifying. Um, Coach Payton was always good at trying to make sure that the um, the stage wasn't too big for us. So he he brought us into the into the Superdome. Um, I think uh, maybe like Thursday or Friday earlier that week, he played played some clips on a jumbotron of, of of players and then of the city and things like that. But um, you know, it getting you know coming out of that tunnel for that game and preparing for that game, there was no you know mindset of us losing. Like there was no way that we were going to lose this game. It was just <laughs> everybody was just dialed in and focused, and we just knew like. This is the first game back in the city. All the stuff we went through in training camp, you know, this is the this is the the, the home rivals and the Falcons. You got Vic coming in, nationally televised game. There was no way we were going to lose this game, and and um, and we prepared for it to to really go out there and, and, and execute. And, and I think you saw that in all phases of that game, offense, defense, and special teams, just us executing and guys making plays and containing Michael Vick and, and being able to get a big W. Yeah, definitely. You know, I mean, I just watched that year. You know, I, at the time I, I was a, a junior uh, at Jackson State University, ironically. Okay, yeah. Right out there in Jackson, Mississippi, where you guys were. And I can just remember, like, you know, being a Saints fan all those years, I was like, man, this this, this team's something different. You know, this is something <laughs> different that I, I'm not used to seeing. And, uh, you know, I was uh, really impressed and I was really happy. And that was one of the even though, like you say, you you all were one game away from the, uh, the Super Bowl. I mean, I just knew for a fact that something was going to be different in the Saints organization with, with you know, Drew Brees, Sean Payton, yourself, and so many other guys. And, and it was. I mean, a couple of years later, you all won the Super Bowl. So, I mean, right, right. How, how, how was that for you, you know, winning the Super Bowl, bringing a Super Bowl title? I mean, to a lot, what a lot of people consider the snake-bitten franchise. You know, it, it, it meant a lot. It was um... – I've been on very successful teams in high school here in Philadelphia and then in college and, and, and I've never won a, uh, a championship. So for me to go out there and accomplish that and be, you know, the best in the world at, at, what, at what we've done and what I do, it, it, it meant a lot. And also just you think about how many great players come to the league and none of them have rings. Right. So it was, it was a huge accomplishment. And I think 
just us being close in those six and the guys that were still part of the team when we won it, we, we knew that that we had to get it done, you know, because it's, it's very rare that the opportunity comes around that many times. And, um, you know, it, it's I, I think about it now, like I feel like I should have two or three of those things with the offense that we had. <laughs> yeah, so that's true. It makes it it makes it even more <laughs> makes it even more special because I remember as a rookie, like I'm like, man, we're going to be in the playoffs every year. The next right. two years you did make the playoffs and then. Right going to the Super Bowl, I'm like, man, we're going to be in the Super Bowl for the rest of my career. <laughs> and then we don't, you know what I mean, how hard it is to actually get there. So it, it, it meant a lot for us. And, um, yeah. and uh, you know, I didn't know much about the, the Saints franchise growing up in, in Eagles country and being right. an Eagles fan growing up. But, right. uh, but you know, the Saints had some good teams. They were just in the NFC West with right. those 49ers, you yeah. know. So yeah. to, to give that region, you know, something that, that – um, you know, they, they always see the Super Bowl being played in the Superdome and it's never their team. So to be able right. to actually get that that Super Bowl championship, man, the only thing I can think about is, man, I need to get back to New Orleans, get on Bourbon Street, seeing the videos in Miami, <laughs> everybody on Bourbon Street. I'm like, it's time to party, but uh, it was awesome, man. It was awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it was just a great moment for, for Saints fans everywhere. I mean, like I said, including myself, I was born and raised in New Orleans. And, you know, even though New Orleans, like you said, they played in the NFC West, I mean, they yeah. were a defensive dominated team i mean you know right. about the dome patrol the, the classic defense they had you guys brought a, a very different dynamic than we ever seen you know the saints right, always right. went on for defense but when you had a high power a very exciting offense and like i say you guys in the trenches you know i mean pushing those guys back you know what I mean? <laughs> like yeah. it, it was fun time <laughs> as a saints fan you know watching that you know and one thing on um, jari um that you know i i I have to commend you on is the fact that you never missed the NFL game ever. Yeah. Like I, how, how do you stay prepared? I mean, you hear about guys getting injured. I mean, especially playing at, at on the offensive line, guys get rolled, uh, lay, uh, legs get rolled over. I mean, just so many different types of injuries, but what did you do to make sure that you were prepared to start every single game of your career? That's amazing, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I think I only missed nine games. I missed two in Green Bay the last two of the season. Right. You know, Aaron wasn't playing and I had a little ding up. But with New Orleans, I only missed seven games in, a, in 11 right. years. Wow. And, um, you know, it, you know, the best availability, your best, you know, durability is availability. And right. I've always worked on my body, made sure that I took care of myself during the week and, and see my, my chiropractors, my massage therapist. But uh, I think, you know, me being an exercise science major, that's what my bachelor is in and being wow. in the athletic training room and, and working with those guys throughout my whole five years in college and understanding, you know, different medical things. I was able to have a different dialogue with the training room when things came up. Um, and then just, just understanding my position as an offensive lineman that, you know, you got to be aware of your surroundings, be aware of keeping your feet moving. I always had coaches, you know, always preach me on that. And, and me being right. the guy that's always trying to finish guys, I'm always moving. I'm never like right. just stalemate <laughs> in my block. <laughs> right. I'm always trying to push forward and, and, and make sure those guys don't get in the play. And, um, and, you know, just, just the way I worked out, I, I think me and my, um, you know, I've trained with, with, uh, 
with, with three companies my whole career. Mm-hmm. I trained with Pete Bomarito down there in Miami very early on and a couple times and then Exos with Dr. Andrews. And But I've always, always before training camp, I always came back home and trained with my uh, trainer since college at my, uh, I have a personal training company here in Philly. Right. So we've had it for 15 years with, with Julius wow. King of All Fitness. So the way we prepared for training camp and, and getting my body ready for the season, knowing that you know, there's going to be a lot of battles. We, we just trained different. I, I trained a lot of the, the small muscles, our ligaments and, and, and tendons and things like mm-hmm. that, the attachment things, just with uh, on unstable surfaces, whether if it was on BOSU balls or, you know, just, just unstable surfaces. And I think that that really helped me in my career stay healthy. All right. I mean, just the fact that you can just blurt out the games that you missed. I mean, yeah. <laughs> some guys you can't even do that for, Jerry. Like, I mean, you just, uh, I mean, but yeah. it's just amazing, like the durability, you know, that you that you had. I mean, being able to be there and being available, you know, on on the offensive line, all of those great offensive line uh, teams that the Saints had. I mean, you you were uh, you played a very integral role in that. So you know, like Thanks, it's just amazing. Today, yeah. Uh, I want to uh, fast forward and talk about uh, today's offensive line in New Orleans Saints. I mean, you have uh, some veterans. You have uh, Teron Armstead, left tackle, Ryan Ramchek. Like you can consider him being a veteran now. But uh, then you have Andres Pete. But then you have the two young guys. You have Eric McCoy and you have Cesar Ruiz, who the Saints just recently drafted. And yeah. it seems like Cesar Ruiz is going to eventually become the center of the New Orleans Saints. But I mean, you, we don't know if he's going to play center or guard. How yeah. tough is it for a young player to come in and, and play the center position right away? Um, it, it, it depends on the the unit that you have. You know, right. for me, as a guard, my rookie year and coming mm. from Division Two, mm. um, it was it was it was a little tough for me to get the terminology down. But I had a Jeff Fain mm. and I had a John Stenchcomb, two very right. smart players next to me that right. we communicated with each other. Then you got a Drew Brees behind you who's going to make yeah. sure it gets you lined up. That's why we get to the line with enough time so he can assess the defense and get everybody in the right right direction. So, you know, they're going to rely on, you know, this McCoy's second year and Ruiz's Mm -hmm. first year. I think they got Mm -hmm. Ruiz at guard. But, you know, he's going to rely on Ramchek. You know, he's going to rely on, you know, McCoy next to him. And then you got the vets over there and Pete and and, and the pro bowlers and Pete and and Armstead. And they're going to rely on those guys to be in the – be in the classroom during the week so that when they get on the field, they can have that one word communication that's quick enough to get everybody on the same page. And, right. and uh, when you got that general Drew Brees back there, he, he's going to take care of you and make sure you know <laughs> where to go. You know, that, right. that helps you. You ain't got no rookie back there, you know, or nobody right. that's not in their playbook, you know, Drew, Drew right. knows the playbook in and out. And, and so he, he's going to get those guys on the right page. And, and, you know, I'm excited to see those guys, man. They, they, I commend the Saints on how they were able to get quality guys back up front to make sure that that Drew can do what he does. Um, Because we all know, you know, we got to keep that front lane clear for Drew so he can deliver the ball and stuff like that. And and they've really done a good job. And and Teron, man, he he really motivated me when I was there, just just seeing how great of an athlete he is and how well his feet were, man. And and he's a boss, man. And then when I trained with – when he uh, came to Pensacola and we trained, I got to see how strong he was. It was very surprising. But, you know, those guys – you, you can see that those guys know how to communicate with each other. And right. the one thing we always did up front is we spent a lot of time with each other off the field too. And, and that helps when you get them game day. Yeah, definitely. You know, I, like I said, you guys have a, you had, had really good chemistry, you know, um, that team from 06, you know, to 2010 on back. 
But, you know, this scene seems like, you know, uh, this offensive line, I mean, it seems like they're building them. I mean, a young Eric McCoy, Cesar Ruiz. I mean, they, they, they seem like they're coming into their own as well. Like, I think that they're almost where you guys are. Were. You know, I, I, I'm sorry, right now, I think your, your line was better. But, I mean, yeah. no doubt about it. Yeah, it's a, it's a little early, man. Right. You know, me, me, Carl Goody, man. We, man. we were some big guys up front. And, and listen, Carl, that guy, he listen, I've seen this guy spin around the, the heaviest offensive lineman. The, <laughs> the way he the way he can just control guys, and, and he also had great feet. And uh, both both me and Carl played tackles in, in college. So Man. I think that, you know, moving us inside will, will, in the league, you know, kind of kind of helped us with, you know, just us being mobile tackles and putting us inside. We, we were able to get the job done very well. Yeah, absolutely, especially in the screen game, my friend. Yeah. I mean, ooh. Yeah. With the other times, <laughs> man. Oh, I'm getting yeah. chilled just thinking about it, man. <laughs> but, um, BT Cruiser. Exactly. I mean, I just think that the Saints offenses, I mean, like I said, it's starting to reach their stride on the offensive yeah. line. And, I mean, guys are going to grow and develop and become, you know, much better. Let's talk about the defensive line. This is I want to talk about a guy that, I mean, you actually seen him develop, and that's Cam Jordan. I mean, he came into the league in 2011. Uh, you know, and now he is known as probably one of the best defensive ends in football. Uh, what is it about Cam Jordan that you've seen from him being young, being drafted right out of California to the player mm -hmm. that he is now? Uh, what do you see out of Cam Jordan? What, what makes him such a great player? His work ethic, how he practices. Um, and, um, and you know, he, he has a will to to compete. You know, he he wants to beat you. He wants to. He wants to get home to the QB. He works yeah. on his hands. Um, his ability to be able to to move inside or and cover up the guard and rush on the guard, uh, right. and just just being able to get better each and every day. That's what yeah. I saw with Cam and going against Cam is is is, is his, his willingness to his willingness to get better every day. Right. And you know he he's his, his dad was a good player, and so he has that in him. You know that yeah. drive in him and. Um, and Cam is Cam's a beast, man. I, I'm looking yeah. forward to him getting a sack a game. You know, I told him that like, he <laughs> he should get a sack a game, man. And he and he works hard at it. And you see yeah. it. He he when he doesn't even get a sack, he's close to getting one. Like he's getting home. Yeah. Like he's touching the QB. And that's one thing that I noticed in practice with him is he always has to touch the QB. I should get him like, yeah. hey, don't touch him, man. Don't don't don't. It, the ball's <laughs> out here. Don't touch him. He always got to touch him. He's like I got to touch him. I just got to touch him. <laughs> so so he. And, and 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 that and that gets on to the other guys and the younger guys and they, and they want to get better and they want to do better and he's a, he's a great leader and um and he's he's been that way since he got there. Yeah, I mean I, I love Cam Jordan. Uh, you know I talked to uh, John DeShazer um, about Cam Jordan. He talked about his work ethic and how hard he works. You know in practice and and staying late to in order to you know perfect right. his craft. So I mean you, you can always tell the guys you know the the good ones from the great ones, the ones that that go that extra mile. I mean, you hear about it. You you hear about you know they're just that that thirst to want to be the best. And yep. um, you know, I, I get that from Cam Jordan. I mean, I mean, you mentioned a young player, uh, Marcus Davenport is a is a guy going into his third season. A lot of people uh, think that you know he is that that guy. You know, to, to replace uh, Cam Jordan one day. Uh, of course, you know about the Saints uh, being linked to Jadavion Clown. They're trying to bring him in. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, but. Uh, do you think that this is some uh, motivation for Marcus Davenport, them trying to go out to get a guy, uh, play the same position as you, and you know you're probably going to be splitting reps with him. Do you think that motive would motivate Marcus Davenport to possibly play 
up to his real true full potential. It could, it could. I think, uh, <clears throat> but you know, as a pro, I think we don't need that. You know, we don't. Some players do get motivated that way. I was never that player. I was a self-motivated player. I don't. Oh, you was a beast, man. You was a beast. Yeah, man. I don't care who you, whoever you brought in. They wasn't gonna beat me out. I don't. There wasn't even no question about that. You know what I mean? So I don't care who you bring in. They're not gonna right. beat me out. But, but yeah, that 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 could motivate him. I just think he had a couple injuries early on that maybe kind of, you know, he wasn't able to get in his groove the way he wanted to. But right, you know. He he's gonna be able. He's gonna have a shot to do some good things. Um, right. The one thing you know is that is that um, they're going to uh, <laughs> the offense is going to get up and they're they're going to be able to rush the QB and that's what right. they want. You know, yeah. the the more points you put up on offense, the uh, the, the you know the, the more times the other teams gonna to have to attempt to pass on them. So they they're going to get their opportunity to get after the QB and and when Cam has two guys on them, that's when those guys got to step up. Rankins, yeah. all those guys inside. And um, and even the linebackers too. So, I think he he's, he should have a good year. You know, we'll see. Um, but those guys, those guys should do well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at the New Orleans Saints, uh, Jari. Over the last couple of years, I mean, going into the playoffs ended in heartbreak. I mean, from 2017 on to last year. I mean, yeah. <laughs> how can this team? How can this team stay motivated? Uh, you know, to not allow. Things that happened in the past, the Minneapolis miracle, the nine call game again against the Minnesota Vikings. How, yeah. how do you keep yourself motivated to reach that brass ring, which is a Super Bowl title? What do they have to do? You know, you just you just have the mindset you control what you can control. Uh, maybe yeah. you can make a couple, you know, make some better plays early in the game to where you don't leave it in the hands of the refs. That's one right. thing we always try to do is like not leave it in the hands of the refs. Um, right. You know, they're, they're humans too. And, and they make right. mistakes. You would think that they would get them all right, especially when they can go to the booth, but right. doing the necessary things that, that, that little thing that's going to make sure that you're in control of, of what happens and you don't leave right. it in the hands of the refs. So right. maybe it's just getting out to a faster start or, understanding you know momentum swings and 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 getting that that one stop when you really really need it or taking the ball away or just making sure everybody's on the same page that you don't have breakdowns um and you just gotta go out there and play man you gotta you know put that in the rear view learn from it take it in learn from it and just be better because of because of what happened yeah absolutely you know one player that the saints have i feel like going to add to this team uh is malcolm jenkins you know malcolm jenkins played uh with the New Orleans Saints, they actually won a Super Bowl uh, in his rookie year, and um, he went to Philadelphia, played six years. Now he's back. You know, yep. <laughs> I mean, we know about the person that that Malcolm Jenkins is on the field, but off the field, you see him uh, handling a lot of these social justice issues. Jari, yes. you know, I see you tweeting, you talk, you talk about a lot of these social justice issues. How important is it for athletes to use their platform in order for them to spread awareness about social justice? And um, do you feel like the NFL? Uh, is doing enough to try to assist these players in making, you know, social justice a relevant thing in our society. Well, it's good to see that the NFL is doing more than they were doing four or five years ago and right. previous. Um, and it's good that it's great to see that the athletes are speaking up and, and, and talking about these things. Cause what we have to realize is that a lot of the pro athletes, whether it be football, basketball are from these inner city communities, right. have families that live in these inner city communities, right. you know, None of our families are have ever seen or touched the money that that we've touched or or been out of the country like we have done or traveled into in right. certain areas. So it's it's important for us to enrich 
you know, their understanding and, and, and share the knowledge that we have right. and the, that we have growing, you know, coming up in our careers. So the one thing I, I, I commend Malcolm on is, you know, he, he's about it. He's, he's been in the Philadelphia community for a long time. And he, he was, he was actually in the community. He was in these offices with these politicians. He was reading these policies. He's seen how hard it is to act as far as on pencil and paper and, um, and get things down. And I respect that about him and I, and I support him, you know, throughout the whole, the whole way. And um, it's good that guys are taking that time because it's not easy, you know, and it is time away from their family and um and they're still doing those things and and i was i was happy when the saints picked him up and he was happy too he, he was right. happy to be back in new orleans he right. he knows the city he knows the coaches he's comfortable you know what right. i mean he right. and and he's on a contender you know that's right. all you want you just want to be on a contender that's why i went to green bay you know what right. I mean? so, so he's going to do some great things and he got some young guys that's there to where he ain't got to do all the running around either he he can right. he can he can make some probably, you know, coaches and DA, they're going to put him in some spots to make some, some unique plays and, and, right. and to use his ability to maximize his ability in this, in this stage of his career. And, and he can bring some knowledge to those young guys on the, on the things that he's experienced on the field to where they can be better. So, you know, I, I think he's going to be kind of like what Roman was for, right. you know, that linebacker kind of safety guy filling the, filling the, uh, the gaps in the run game and being able right. to cover, cover some, you know, some, some big tight ends or some guys that, that are faster than linebackers, you know what I mean? Right. So he's, he's going to be able to do some things, man. And it's going to be exciting to see him back in New Orleans. Yeah. I mean, Malcolm is a smart football player. I yeah. mean, everybody, you know, that, that talks about Malcolm Jenkins, or they always talk about how much respect they have, even Sean Payton. Sean Payton said, I mean, him letting him go was like one of the worst decisions of his career as a coach. So, I mean, <laughs> yeah. that, I think that's You don't want to get me on some of those, those player decisions that we done made and bring in <laughs> guys and let go guys. It's yeah. ridiculous. But yeah. <laughs> I, mean, <laughs> I mean, but I mean, it's just the truth, though. I mean, how much yeah. of respect, you know what I mean, he has for Malcolm Jenkins. And I, I, I will say this, Jari, you know, as far as like with the social issues, um, you know, I mean, sports has always been at the forefront of all of these things. I mean, you think about Jackie Robinson breaking a color barrier. You think about Muhammad Ali. You think about Jim Brown. You know, like all yep. those guys, you know, they were so important to the change that was going on. Rather, it was during the Jim Crow times. I mean, we see with Colin Kaepernick, you know, what he has done, in, you know, in today's times. And I, I commend you all, you know, because you easily say, you know, I'm a football player. You know, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? I got my three hots and I caught them straight. But you right. use your platform in order to, you know, bring, you know, attention to some of these things that are going on in these areas. And I think sometimes people, those shut up and dribble type folks, uh, yeah. they, they don't pay attention to the fact that, I mean, you, you come from these areas. You know what I'm saying? You're fortunate and you're blessed enough to, you know, get out of the situations. But there's still people back there that are still going through these situations. And I, I commend you all for, for doing that. Uh, the final question I want to ask you about is Drew Brees. I mean, you played with Drew Brees and you, you were coached by Sean Payton for a very long time. What is it about these two guys that just makes their dynamic so special? Yeah, you know, you, pe- people see Drew out there throwing those passes, but that's really Coach Payton out there. You know, Coach, <laughs> Coach, Coach Payton, he'd be dialing his quarterback days back up. He'd be, he'd be like, that's me in that helmet, you know. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, those two, man, it, it, was, it was interesting, you know, just to see 
how our offense grew and how their minds grew together, you know, in New Orleans. And and and, and I think you do see that quarterback mind in, in Coach Payton, who was a former quarterback. And right. and the time that those two put in off the field, just in the classroom, like, you right. know, Drew, Drew's the first one in there. He's the last one out of there. He, right. he puts in tremendous amount of time in film right. study. <clears throat> and they put tremendous amount of time in together and, and breaking things down and, and concepts and stuff like that. So right. I, I think you just see you see two elite, two elite guys, you know, two elite men who 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 have a connection, who understand each other's strengths as, as play calling and strengths as a quarterback. And and you know, they, they put the pieces around the, to execute. And right. um and you see that, you know, they can they can read each other's mind and they know where, you know, where to go with things. And, and then sometimes, you know, sometimes Drew calls his own number. Uh, very few. <laughs> and after you see him get on the sideline, he's like, what you doing? It, but it, it works sometimes. But I, you, you really see Peyton out there, you know, living out his, his QB dreams through Drew. Right. I mean, but, you know, it just been uh, special to watch uh, those two, you know, just – uh, run that offense, you know, all these yeah. years of going into year 15. And, uh, you know, it, it's been fun to watch the offenses over the years. I mean, including yourself. And, and I just hope that they can get enough offense on the field along with a good defense so we can uh, make our way to Tampa uh, this yeah. year. You know, we're looking forward to that. But Jari, uh, thank you so much uh, for being a part of the State of the Saints podcast. And uh, before you go, uh, just want to um, just let everybody know how they can get in touch with you. Yeah, you, uh, you know, Jari Evans on Twitter, on uh, Instagram is, is j.evans73, and uh, Facebook is, is Jari Evans. Okay, and thank you so much for your time once again, uh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, uh, six-time Pro Bowl, full-time first-team All-Pro. I mean, the accolades <laughs> go on and on. We ain't got all day. Yes, sir. Jari <laughs> Evans, <laughs> thank you so much once again for being a part of the State of the Saints thank podcast. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. Right. Have a good one. All right, you too.